welcome to episode five of this Growth Strategist chat series. I'm delighted to be joined today by none other than Gordon Treadgold. Gordon, how are you? I'm very good, actually. It's good to see you. Yeah, good. I'm good. And we've, we've already had a bit of a chat and uh, you're from Yorkshire, as my, 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 my grandfather was. And so uh, this is going to be a plain speaking, no nonsense, down to the point <laughs> chat. I know that, which is great. And um, Boots off now messing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so just a bit of background for the audience on Gordon. So you, Gordon is a transformational leadership expert. He's in the top 10 globalgurus.org, um, obviously globally, and author of a book which I've recently read and I'm recommending over here this week in a government program in Ireland, a uh, government business program called FAST, Four Principles Every Business Needs to Drive Success. Um, I, that's not the full title, but we can talk about it in a bit, in a bit, in a, in a little while. Fast. Fast, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, Gordon, welcome. It's great to, it's great to see you. And, um, you know, you're, you, you come highly recommended. And I, I'm interested in your background uh, and how you got to where you are today and how you've ended up, you know, working this whole area of transformational leadership. So I started, uh, you know, straight out of university, I started working in, in IT and um, I worked for a company in Leicester called British Shoe Corporation, oh, yeah. who owned all of the high street brands, Dulce's, Truth, Pop, Saxon. Yeah. And they had a very clear structure, six months as a trainee programmer, 12 months as a junior, and then as a programmer, senior programmer, project leader. And, and, and in like 10 years, you could become a project manager. And I thought, yeah, I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. That's, that's, that's far too, uh, yeah. far too slow. So how can I, how can I accelerate the, the growth up this ladder? Cause I'm pretty good at what I do. Uh, and I started, I decided that um, if you want to make waves, take on the more complicated projects, those things that other people don't want to do yeah. and, and, and try and be successful in them. And I, and I did that and I have a, I have a background in mathematics. I'm a, I'm a problem solver. Yeah. I was a rugby front row forward. So head down charge yeah, yeah. And, and that mix of, you know, uh, determination and problem solving ability allowed me to, to deliver projects that other people thought were, um, not possible and yeah. the other thing that you can do is if you take on something where people say this is doomed to fail and then they say and this is how you want me to want you to do it you can say excuse me if it's doomed to fail yeah. i think i will figure out how we're going to do it because the 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 uh, prescribed thinking ends in failure so yeah. let's just throw that out and, and let's go so it allowed me to challenge a lot of thinking and ways of doing things and, and, and I just built a reputation from it uh, from there and, and then got involved in delivering more complex things get involved in becoming project manager and then departmental yeah. leads and I ended up running a global team of a thousand people you know working for companies like DHL and Henkel yeah. um, responsible for I think at, I think at DHL we delivered 600 projects in the in the two years I was in wow. the US. But we took our on-time delivery from 21% up to 80% by challenging challenging the conventional wisdom, yeah. which doesn't sound like a smart thing to do. But when you fail 79% of the time, clearly the conventional wisdom is it's not working. <laughs> Yeah, so and that's how I came up with faster. You know, I'm I'm a I'm a bit of a deep thinker. And I started looking at what are the common reasons for failure. Yeah, um, 
and, and found that you know I'm I'm quite you know, that the background in mathematics makes me quite structured yeah. and analytical. So I was then able to step back and try and analyze the structured approach. And could I make that into a repeatable process? Yeah, because clearly I can if I keep yeah. doing it. Now, can I create that into a repeatable process that I can make simple and easy to understand for others to use? Yeah. And then that's how I came up with FAST. And that's what I, I coach and teach people uh, and practice practice now. And that, that, that really resonates with me because I, I don't come from an analytical background. I come from, I started life um, as a, a lawyer, actually, for 13 years. Mm. My 13 years was a commercial lawyer. Law doesn't involve analysis. <laughs> well, you, you probably books than anybody I know. <laughs> law, it's funny you say that because lawyers are a bit like engineers. They're linear thinkers. They, so they think one thing at a time and they're very structured. Yeah. They're very organized. But I, but I found after 13 years that I'm a natural born entrepreneur. Like I, I'm basically unemployable. I'm a coach, consultant. I've written. I've been an entrepreneur. And, and they're not really out of the box thinkers. So I, you know, I ended up going into business and I ended up becoming a CEO and a coach and consultant in later, later years. But I, and I looked at the same thing as you. So I, I worked for, you know, I was chief counsel for American companies and CEO for an American company in Australia. And I just saw so many disconnects, so many reasons for, for, for companies not being optimized. So I looked at it from the more human interaction perspective. And I've come up with you know, what I call the seven steps for successful growth. Yeah. And mine wasn't created from an analytical perspective. It was more from a relationship, common sense perspective, but I think they're the same thing. And, and so, so back to your fast methodology. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so let me just, let me just, let me just uh, expound on that. So initially it was about the, 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 the solving the problem. But once you get promoted, you're now leading the team and then you get yeah. promoted again and you're leading people that lead teams. And then you get promoted again and you're leading people that lead people that lead people that are leading teams. Yeah. And now you're so far from the problem yeah. that it's all about the people. And yeah. that was, that was the, the breakthrough that I had because if it's about solving the problem, there are only so many problems I can fix yeah. in any one day. But if I can, if I can deal with the people aspect of it, yeah, and then create you know create that culture that deals with in the same way. Now yeah. my power or now my influence is unbounded. Yeah, and that's how you make that step from you know being a, a good manager, good leader to being a you know, being able to lead a team of a thousand people because you, yeah. you can't control a thousand people. You've yeah. got to empower them. And that's all about the people aspect of it. No, so my I, focus changed from the technical to the people okay. as I stepped okay. back. Okay. And, and that resonates with me because, you know, as I said, I see so many disconnects in companies and, oh. and because there are so many roles and so many silos, it's very easy for people to hide in organizations and therefore companies aren't optimized. <laughs> And you, you must see it a lot, you know. Oh, I was in I was in Florida, and I, and, and I was at uh, a local. Um, oh, I can't remember. It was kind of like some. It wasn't a Rotary Club meeting. It was some some meeting, and the mayor of Boca Raton stood yeah. up and they said, "This is our strategy. We want to blah 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 blah." And these are our goals. We're going to do X, Y, and Z. Like, yeah. But they've got nothing to do with the strategy. Yeah. Yeah. You just mentioned and you think 
there's a disconnect between what you want to do and what yeah. you're going to do. And then yeah. you're going to be surprised when the results aren't yeah. what you expected yeah. or needed. And, and I see, I see that so many times in, and, and now that my, um, my brain is trained towards it. Uh, and when I talk about trend, I just mean opening my eyes and looking. Yeah. It's a lot easier than you think. And then these things will just jump off the page at you. Yeah. This, this doesn't fit. Yeah. This, this doesn't fit. You want to yeah. eat more and lose weight. Well, yeah. how do, <laughs> yeah. that, does, that, doesn't, that doesn't work. Or, or you want to be, you know, you want to be uh, innovative, but we've got to take zero risk. Yeah. Well, th those two things don't. Those two things don't go together. Yeah. And yeah. and there's, as I say, once you start to, uh, once you make that switch in your mind, and it can be quite um, frustrating because yeah. you're just walking through a sea of contradictions. Exactly. But it does give you things to, you know, I, and I see it all the time. I'll be in an airport going, this queue is not right, and I'll start changing. <laughs> I'll start changing things. Yeah. Or I'll see that the the uh, the uh how do you feel about our service button it's put in a corner but the people are walking in they're not good you you now want me to dive no that's yeah. not gonna work and i pull them that, over here and yeah that that all resonates with me and and the fact that you i get the strong sense that you like to take what are perceived to be complicated things i think a lot of people in organizations oh. say oh it's too difficult right and at the end of the day oh. everything can be simplified so i came down with this when i was an exec for bhp in australia I came up with a three-pronged strategy when it was called risk, revenue, reputation. Companies are only ever really interested yeah. in three things, risk, <laughs> revenue, the three R's, right? Stop waffling yeah. on about stuff and think about those three things. And I presented it to the board and, and their, their attitude was, we didn't realize this was so simple, but, but you've been running this company. So, do, do you, so is that what motivates you is to make, so do, de demystify so do the an, complex? Do you, have an, do you have an MBA? I do, yeah. In any of the MBA classes, did they put up a triangle with risk, never. reputation, and revenue? Never. No, never. My, my... But, but I've I've never I've never heard that before. The three R's I call it. Just, three that's hours. one of those things. Yeah, that's one of those things where it's like, oh my god, I have a triangle shaped here, and that triangle, <laughs> that just that that just plugs right in. Now I haven't yeah. thought about because that's not necessarily my area, but yeah, that's exactly the kind of thing that I'm looking to yeah. to do, and 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 certainly for leadership to get people to just because you. I mean, I read a book called I don't want to give the title of it, but it was about the simplification of leadership. I have a degree yeah. in mathematics. I read chapter one. I thought I don't get this. I read it again. I thought I still don't get this. I read this a third time. I thought if you have to read something that makes things simpler three yeah, it's, times, it's not working. No. no. So exactly. I'm all about trying. So exactly the same as you. Revenue, revenue, risk, reputation. And reputation. Yeah. Absolutely. That's it. That's so it. Now, now, if we take that and we say, okay, show us your strategy, which of the, uh, do you have an element for all three of these? Because the better the reputation, yep. the higher the revenue, yeah. the, the higher the risk, the yeah. bigger the risk. I, to, I, I even risk go further. And reputation. Exactly. I even go further. And when people say, I can't visualize the triangle, I think, think of a three legged stool, right? And each leg needs to be the same length. And if one leg's a bit shorter, it's going to fall over. Oh, I didn't think yeah. of it that way. 
so so that's why yeah so, so that's why you know i think your work resonates because you 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 demystify the perceived complex things business isn't really complex it's about getting money in it's about no. treating employees with respect it's about treating customers with respect and it's about preserving your assets and so so you're engaged you talk about yeah. providing leaders with the tools for engagement performance and profits i mean if you were going to how would you if you were going to go into an organization right and and it was you could walk in today and you saw oh my god it's so complicated it's so complicated a hide hiding behind all these silos and theories how would you how would you go in and start the process of simplifying that so so the the first question is what are you going to simplify <laughs> so i don't start with simplicity Simplicity yeah. is my ultimate goal, but I yeah. need to figure out what we're going to simplify. So I just take the fast approach. So fast is about focus. What's your goal? What's your objective? What does success look like? Yeah. Accountability is who's involved. Yeah. Do they know what they're supposed to do? Do they have their tools? And do we have a way that we're going to hold them accountable? And That's you can't perfect. hold people accountable. People have to hold themselves accountable. But yeah. we, have to, we have to facilitate that. We can hold them responsible and yeah. we can check up on them, but they have to accept an accountable. Then there's simplicity, which is about the how. Yeah. How are we going to do this? Can you, you know, people say to me, oh, I, I want to... You know, it's like if I told you we we're going to put a man on the moon by next, uh, by Friday tea time, the first question you're going to ask me is, how are you going to do that? And if I can't give you a reasonable explanation, you're going to say, that guy's smoking crack, that'll never happen. But yeah. if I tell you we've been working in secret and we've got a rocket ready, we've trained all these astronauts, we've done all of these trials, this is the paperwork, this is the plan, this is the destination, you go, well, you know what, that might work. So the how it's about... Do you know how you're going to be successful and can you explain it to people? So, yep. you know, my, my business wants to increase revenue by 30% by next year. Okay, tell me how you're going to do that. Yeah. I'm not sure. Well, if you're not sure, then it's not going to happen. If you can tell me, you know, we're going to increase pricing by 5%, we're going to increase sales by 5%, and we're going to introduce 5% new products, and the cumulative effect of that will be a 30% increase in revenue. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's... I can buy into that. And then yeah. the last part is the transparency. And transparency is two things. Do you understand what's involved? So I run marathons and people tell me, I can't run 42 kilometers or 26 miles. Sorry, it's not about running 26 miles. It's about spending six months and running 500 miles in training. Yeah. If you can do that, you, then you can run a marathon. Yeah. If you can't do that, then I don't care how fit you are, you're going to struggle to do it. Yeah. And then do you have that feedback loop? So if we're going to increase, if we're going to increase revenue by 30%, yeah. are we checking that every week, every month to say, are we on track? Are we on track? Are we on track? So where would I start? So my first question, um, well, a lot of times, if it's an organization that's not working, I would ask them, score yourself out of five in focus, accountability, simplicity, yeah. and transparency. And wherever you score lowest, fix that. Yeah. Because you're failing because you're doing the wrong thing. You've got the wrong people doing it, or you don't know how to do it, or you don't know where you are on the, on the journey. Yeah. Um, but failing that, if they come back as even, then I would come back and I would start with what, what's our goal, what's our objective. Yeah. And exactly as you've done, as soon as you said that it's risk, revenue, reputation, now... It's not that we've 
simplify we, we have simplified things but what we've said is these are the three things that matter so yeah. anything that's driving anything but those three things yes yeah. we can ask the question so why are we doing that again it's like it's like we've made a clearing through the thick woods correct. and those three r's are standing there it's it, correct as to what we can got. see the forest through the trees yeah yeah. We can see the forest through the trees because it's like, you know, we've got this new car policy. Well, does it improve risk, revenue, or reputation? Yeah. Well, actually, the better cars are execs drive. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. So this yeah. is reputa this is reputation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, go ahead and do it. Or I, I can, I can, almost, I can almost see do. I can almost see the fast methodology actually leading to the three R's. You know, I can almost see that, you know. Yeah. That is the outcome. That, yeah, absolutely. That certainly for businesses, you know, what are you doing to to drive those three things? Because the reputation is branding and marketing. Exactly. The revenue is the sales, and then the risk is the it's leadership. Uh, it's people. It's it's all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So I, I try and do the same things with leadership because leadership gets over, over complicated, and you know, people talk about oh, we need authentic leadership. For me, and I, I apologize to anybody who's a fan, uh, two of the most authentic leaders I've ever met, in, three of the most authentic leaders I've ever met in my life or seen in my life, Donald Trump, uh -huh, Boris Johnson and Margaret Thatcher, they were completely true to who they were. Yeah, yeah. And I wouldn't follow any of them two and a half meters. So it's not about... So being authentic... True. It, being the right authentic yeah. is is good um just being authentic you know if, if you just being authentic on its own isn't good it do, yeah. people can trust who you are but if that leads them to not like the person that you are then they're not going to follow you that's, but, that's you know, a good point always, yeah i could always uh, trust margaret thatcher to be margaret thatcher <laughs> yeah no it's a good point as well now that's a great point it, there's a difference between authentic i've never thought of it like this ever <laughs> It's a difference between authentic leadership, but there's also useful authentic leadership. Right. Yeah. So this this so this comes back to the focus. If you're focused on being authentic and you're an asshole, being an authentic asshole is not going to help you. Be a, it's not useful. But <laughs> <laughs> it's useful to go. I thought it was an asshole, and yeah. it's, really, it's not going to it's not going to make you a a, a yeah. better leader. So it's about exactly those kind of things, you know. So simplifying leadership, and it, it's I I, uh, I did a talk in Morocco, and the, the person that spoke before me uh, talked about um, leadership. Uh, is leadership common? around the world and there'd been a yeah. 10 year study and the book, it was one of those books, which if, it, if you dropped it on your foot, you'd probably break three toes. Yeah. And it was, uh, and, and what they'd done is they looked at 72 different leadership criteria qualities yeah. and they'd gone to every country in the world and they'd scored against these 72 criteria to see whether there was any commonality. And their yeah. conclusion was there's no common leadership approach. Yeah, it's different from country to country. Two yeah. countries might be the same, but I mean, I, I lived in uh, Holland and Germany, which share a border. You would think that you know they're both uh, kind yeah. of Germanic, uh, very similar, yeah. and yet the leadership in those two countries is completely different. Yeah, Germans, you tell them what to do, they'll follow it. In Holland, the first thing they'll say is, "Why should I do that?" 
It, it, so it's, it's amazing. It's amazing the differences. I, I, I've just spent 10 years living in Australia. So I've got a bit of an Aussie accent. I'm, I'm English, but yeah. I've lived in Australia for 10 years and I'm back in Ireland. My wife's, I've lived in Ireland for 10 years, Australia for 10 years. And in Australia, people would say, business people would say, leaders would say, yeah, that's a great idea. Or no, mate, I'm not interested, right? They'd be really yeah. brutally frank, right? Whereas in Ireland, it's the opposite, right? In Ireland, Ireland is a great place to network and, and have great you know, fun and stuff. But it's actually a very difficult place to do deals because the Irish don't like generally saying no, right? So, yeah. so, it, so it's amazing how different cultures can be. It's just incredible. Yeah. So, so the conclusion from this woman was that leadership is different in every, from country to country. And she said of the 72 criteria, there were only four that were common. So given there's only four that are common, leadership's different. And she said, and the four that are common are, one, set a clear strategy, two, don't micromanage people, three, support them when they're in difficulty, four, provide recognition and feedback. Wow. She said, Does anybody have any questions? And I put my hand up and I said, could you tell me what the other 68 things were you were asking? Because those four, yeah. vision, give people the space to be successful, give them support when they need it, and give them recognition for a good job well done. If I yeah. was to define leadership as four things, that would be it. Yeah. And so your book hasn't confirmed that leadership is different. You've confirmed that leadership is the same the world over, and it's yeah. very simple. Give it's, people a clear goal, yeah. give them the space to do it, give them support, and give them the recognition. It's funny, it's funny Sorry, 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 carry on, carry on. <laughs> no, I was saying, so I was like, you know, it's a count, you, you've overcomplicated it and you yeah. come up with an incorrect answer. Whereas yeah. it actually, if I looked at you, when I look at you, I think, wow, this is brilliant. You've simplified it and leadership is the same the world around, but it's not what, it's not what we thought it was. And I can yeah. confirm that because, you know, when I led a team of a thousand people, I had, um, I was global of service delivery. So I had teams in Asia, India, Australia, uh, yeah. Africa, America, and I was based in Dusseldorf in Germany uh, yeah. with a, a team of Germans. And that approach was one that worked with everybody. Yeah. It worked with everybody because you've chunked it up. You've made it simple. Exactly. You've taken it down to revenue risk and, and reputation. reputation. Yeah. I was, that's what I was going to say. So it, I, I'm, I could talk to you. I could actually talk to you for hours because clearly we think in a very similar way. So <laughs> I, I spent my life making complicated things going back 20 years when I wrote a book on e-commerce. Simple, right? And, and I like to break things into chunks. So you've mentioned the three R's. I've also written books on deal closing. I call it the seven P's of deal closing. And, and, then, and yeah. then also when I collaborate, when I go into business with other people, I'm 52 this year, but, and this has taken me the longest to come up with this, but now I have a little self-check. So do A, do I trust them? B, do, and, and, they have to be cumulative. And do I respect them? And even if those two pass, I have to like them, right? And so that yeah. I have to set those three gates. And, and I think if more and more leaders think in these simple gates and these simple buckets, I think organizations so, will flourish. So my simple, so my simple bucket, fast am i clear what it is we're trying to achieve 
yeah. do I know who's involved and have I communicated to them clearly and given them the tools to do it? Have yeah. I communicated and do I understand how we are going to do it? And yeah. do I have a, do I know what's involved and do I have a clear feedback mechanism for keeping us on track? And if I get a yes to every single one of those, I know our chance of being successful within the 80 to 90%. Yeah. If, if I get another 20 of them, then we, we, we're facing a risk and we're looking at failure. So yeah, I, I do exactly the same. Am I, am I fast, focused, accountable, simple and transparent? That, that's perfect. So just, we're running out of time. I, I could talk forever, but if you were going to whisper <laughs> two or three words of wisdom to a, a younger Gordon Treadgold to set you up for success in life, if you were going to go back, say, 30 years, what two or three words of wisdom would you whisper into your own ear? So I think that so 30 years ago, I'd have been 30, I'm 60 this year. Um, I I think I would have said to myself, and something that I knew from sport, but forgot about in business, and that is that it's all about the team and the people. The, the, The technology and the problem is interesting, but the, the, the more you can understand and lead people, yeah. the more success you're going to have. So, yeah, all that stuff that you're really good at, make the flip to applying it to people earlier. Yeah. I think I would have been much more uh, successful if I had done that earlier. And then the other thing I would have done is I would have um, – I started writing when I was 52, uh, and I'd never written before and yeah. because, because I'm not a good writer. Uh, and I have school records that uh, confirm that. And I would have just told myself, ignore all the naysayers. Exactly. If you want to write, go yeah, write. Do it. Yeah. Because you're clearly that, a clear. You're a clear say, thinker. You're a well, very clear. Thinker. I'm English. Yeah. I'm English. I'm from the land of Shakespeare, Chaucer, Dickens, and I used to think I don't write like them. And I used to think to myself but I never read their books because it's too bloody complicated. <laughs> I, so I'll just write, so simplicity, the, uh, the power of simplicity, power of simplicity. Yeah. That's perfect. Well, it's been really a pleasure talking to you and I definitely <laughs> want to keep in touch. And maybe there's a project to connect the fast to the three R's, but we'll think about, talk about that another time. <laughs> and so, Absolutely. so how, do people, how do people find out more about you and your work and connect with you? Simplicity. I am the only Gordon Treadgold in the entire world. So if you Google Gordon Treadgold, you'll find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Uh, my email is gordon at gordontreadgold.com. And if you want to get my fast book, it is available on Amazon. If you want to get the audio book, email me at gordon at gordontreadgold.com. We're doing a discount at the moment. I think it's four ninety €4.99. Uh, we're selling at 50% discounts. If you'd like to get the audio where you get to hear my dulcet tones, uh, <laughs> then uh, yeah, just email me for that. That's perfect. Thanks, Gordon. It's been a, a real pleasure talking to you and I'd love to keep in touch. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.